What is up, friends? I just want to give a quick shout out to this week's podcast sponsor, Clarice Hicks with the Hauler program. Let me tell you really quick what inspired her. Her daughter had been getting bullied massively at school. Clarice went to the school looking for solutions and the school was found wanting. A few years later, another little boy who attended the school was being bullied. He ended up retaliating, but then taking his own life as a result. Clarice Hicks took massive action. She created the Holler Program, which stands for Honor, Observe, Listen, Learn, Elevate, and Reflect. This program is focused on positive experiences through innovative activities that focus on character, effective communication, and leadership building. She's located in Newport News, Virginia. She has a Facebook page, which is uh, psalmsandservice.com the holler, slash the holler program and she also has a Facebook page you guys I'm going to put both of those things in the podcast description you can go check her out Clarice if you're listening to this podcast today thank you for everything that you're doing in your community you are filling a massive void and we so much appreciate what you're doing and I just pray that God will continue to bless everything you put your hands to Clarice thank you so much for serving our community in this way what is up friends this is ashley's daily encouragement i hope you guys have had a really good week despite the chaos in the world right um you know i hope you guys are learning that your reality is really dependent upon your awareness of god inside of you isn't that that is so beautiful you guys Oh man, what a time we're living in right now for God to show himself in greater capacities. And uh, I want to encourage you guys with some things that God was encouraging me with this morning. Um, Let me see here. We're going to continue to unpack um, how to identify your core values. Some questions you guys can ask yourself. Um, I'm going to continue to ask you guys some questions. There's some of the questions that I have not even answered myself. I just realized. I was like, wow, Ashley, you're super prepared for this. But uh I will ask you guys the questions and I will do my best to answer them just like right here on the podcast. (laughs) So I hope you guys can get some value out of that today. um, I want to finish that conversation. Hopefully we can get through all the rest of the questions. But uh, like I said, before we get into it, there's some things I want to share with you guys that the Lord has really been working on me with. And uh, I want to share that with you to encourage you guys. That is really my role in my heart is to encourage you guys to things God's encouraging me with. So let's go ahead and pray. And then I want to share that with you guys. So Uh, Father God, thank you for this day. Lord, I just thank you so much that you are making yourself more and more known to us in ways that we would never even imagine. Um, You are growing our capacity to love you more, to love each other more, God. Um, I thank you that this is a true opportunity for us to um, get rooted in you and get rooted in our relationships with our, you know, in our marriages, with our children, whoever we're living with at the time, God. You know, I thank you that you are bringing us to a halt right now in life saying, okay, what is really important to us, Lord? And, you know, um, I just pray, God, that you would continue to give us the courage we need to seek you with all of our hearts, God, to love you with all of our hearts. You say that it's the greatest command and that we would just continue to be vulnerable with you, Lord, and you kind of unpacking us from the inside out, God, and emptying us of all the the worthless things that we meditate on that are not of your word, God. So uh, I, I pray you bless every single person listening to this podcast. I pray you will give them strength for the day. Help them, Lord, to figure out what they want. You know, do they want greater freedom in you? Do they, do they want to have a, 
a more intimate relationship with you? Do they want to know who you really are? Do they want to see your promises fulfilled in their life? If that's what they want, God, I pray you will reveal to them the thoughts that they meditate on, the things that are not of you that are still inside of them. They'd be willing just to let you prune them and empty them so the life that you've come to give them can bear fruit, Lord. So we love you. We thank you. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So, you guys, I was in a... I just opened up to Jeremiah this morning, you know, and there was, a th- there was a few things that stuck out to me and I wanted to share it with you guys because number one, Jeremiah is being super blunt with God and, uh, you know, he's, he's not holding nothing back and that's what I love. Now, a lot of people don't really like to approach their relationship with God like that because he's God, he's holy, he's righteous, you know, he does things. But, uh, you know, I, I really believe God wants us to be able to approach him that way and God will humble us. Let me tell you that right now, right? I mean, if we get a little too cheeky, not, not in a bad way, God will say, well, look at it this way. And then everything that you thought when you were pouring it out, you're like, oh man, Lord, I was way off base, right? That's so humbling. But you got to be able to express it in that type of way in order for you to just be relieved from it. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I was in uh, uh, Jeremiah 15 and, uh, you know, God's, God's talking to Jeremiah because Jeremiah, you know, he's pretty discouraged looking what's going on in, in, in Israel, right? And God tells him, surely I will deliver you for a good purpose. Surely I will make your enemies plead with you in times of disaster and times of distress. Can a man break iron, um, iron from the north or bronze, right? So God's like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to be good to you. And then Jeremiah's like, Lord, you understand. Remember me and care for me. Avenge me on my persecutors. You are long suffering. Do not take me away. Think of how I suffer reproach for your sake. When your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight. Oh, isn't that great? Are you guys eating the word of God? Anyway, let's continue. For I bear your name, Lord Almighty. Um, I never sat in the company of revelers, never made merry with them. I sat alone because your hand was on me and you had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unending and my wound grievous and incurable? You were, you were to me like a deceptive brook, like a spring that fails. Yeah, he said that to God. Oh man, most people would be like, what? You did not say that to God. No, he did, right? But then check this out. The Lord goes, therefore, this is what the Lord says. If you repent, I will restore you that you may serve me, semicolon. If you utter worthy, not worthless words, then you will be my spokesman. I was like, oh, I love that. God's like, okay, I gave you your time. Now I'm going to tell you right now, if you stop uttering worthless words, isn't that funny? Because what happens when we say we have the word of God and then we go around and we tell people this is how God is. Can you imagine if people actually believe Jeremiah when he was pouring his heart out to God? You are to me like a deceptive brook, like a spring that fails. God was like, what? Okay, hold on a second. If you will repent, right? And if you utter worthy, not worthless words. And I was like, wow, you know what, Lord, forgive me for any type of worthless words I've ever spoken on your behalf. Like, Lord, completely empty me of that, right? And I was just thinking about it. You know, those things that we can entertain. Think of all the seeds that you've planted in your mind that were not the word of God. And so you go over here to, and which kind of confirmed, right? Because I went over here to chapter 16. And he's talking to Jeremiah and he goes, when you tell these people all this and they ask you, why has this Lord decreed such a great disaster against us? What wrong have we done? What sin have we committed against the Lord our God? Then say to them, It is because your ancestors forsook me, declares the Lord, and followed other gods and served and worshipped them. They forsook me and did not keep my law. And I thought, wow, think about what happened in the garden, right? What brought the massive downfall? Was it not when Adam and Eve went 
they, they, they were no longer meditating on the word of God. They were not living by the word of God. The third party comes in, the serpent, right? The one that they're supposed to have authority over, right? This created thing. The serpent wasn't bad. This, God created the serpent just as well, right? It was the spirit behind the serpent. But come on, you guys, we, won't, we don't need to get into that right now, right? But they didn't, they forgot their authority. And here they are answering to the, to the thing that they're supposed to be ruling and subduing over. They're not supposed to be taking their orders from a, a creature. God says, you take your words from me. So think about all the things that you have entertained that are not from God that are completely destroying you at this point. And that's kind of the reality I think we got to get back to is realizing that we are eating the fruit of the words we're living by. God's like, if you live by my law and you live by the knowledge of me, you will bear fruit. You will be prosperous. Good things will happen for you, right? But we don't, we don't believe God because of the things that we see. We verify our experiences that we've had, you know, verify our struggles. And we don't, we, we're not looking to verify God's word. So I just thought that was really interesting, you guys. I think it's really, really important that we can be so vulnerable with God and say, you know what, Lord, forgive me for following other gods, for forsaking your law, your words. The only thing that should be planted in you is the word of God, right? Why do you think he calls people adulterers? And you guys, I'm telling you, there's so many parallels, especially in the marriage relationship. Why do you think God only says of one man and one woman, you know, one seed? I'm serious, you guys, think about that. God's seed is supposed to be the only thing in you that is building you up. Because I'll tell you what, if I consume even a quarter of the crap that's going on out there, oh man, I can start to feel the burden a little bit. I'm like, oh man, and God's like, nope, go back to my word. What did I say? Right, and so I hope you guys are sort of going on that journey with God. You know, Lord, help me to live by your words. Empty me completely of my own understanding and my interpretations. Because isn't it amazing how your interpretations can be proven false when you were looking at something one way and then God flips the script and all of a sudden the same thought that brought you disaster is now bringing you peace. So think about how off you are and how you see things at times. And this is the other thing I was thinking about really quick, you guys, and we'll go ahead and jump into those questions. Do you remember when, um, I think it was in Genesis, right? And God was talking about how the serpent will bruise your heel, but you know, I will crush his head. Oh man, think about that. Think about all the times you have been, you know, uh, bitten by the serpent, by the lies, by the uh, by the thoughts that are not of God. They hurt you, the things that hurt your love, the, the thoughts you entertain, right? But God's like, you will crush his head. It's like, wow. So it can bite you, but it won't, it won't kill you. You will crush it because of what Jesus has done for us. You guys, that is so powerful. I was like, dang, Lord, that's super gangster. I love it, right? Yeah, the serpent can go ahead and strike your heel, but you will crush his head because of the authority that God has given you inside of you. You get to live by his word. You don't have to live by the other words out there that are going around like crazy. Other people's interpretation of what's happening in the world. Come on, you guys, get comfortable. Let's just get comfortable with the fact that the world we live in is passing away. Why are we so afraid to acknowledge that? It's going to pass away. Okay, cool. God gives us more time on the earth. But you know what the truth is? If people are not fully surrendered to Christ in him, we're going to continue to see the evil perpetuated. How much longer do y'all want it to go on for? Let's just be honest. There are things that are going on in the world that are way beyond what you even see right now. I'm going to tell you that. 
especially if you live in the United States. There's a lot of things that happen that we are so ignorant of. I mean, the depth of the wickedness in the world is way greater than what we could even comprehend and understand. And we have a God who witnesses that every single day. Don't you think he's going to get to a point where he's going to be like, you know what? Game over. You know what I'm saying? What are the six things that God hates? Right? I think that's like in Proverbs 6 or something. I was checking that out yesterday, right? Because we know that all sin is sin, right? But it's just interesting that there's, you know, six things in particular that God really hates. And, you know, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Wow. Those are the things God hates. And you know, it's funny, you know, I, I, you know, I've heard people say like rebellion and stuff, but you know, what depth of rebellion? Because if you look at it, all of it's rebellion. We have to be able to put actual meat on the bone, right? God hates hands that shed innocent blood. You guys, there's a lot of that that goes on. There's so many things. And by God's grace, what do you say? You don't, you know what? You wouldn't even be at hand, you wouldn't even be able to handle the full knowledge of the things that he has. Because we weren't created to handle both the knowledge of good and evil, right? That's why we need God's grace. So anyway, you guys, I hope you guys are just really taking this time to empty yourself of whatever that's separating you from God. Start to grow in your relationship with him. Start to figure out who he is inside of you. No apologies, no excuses, right? And really live by his word. And realize that, that the disaster that we live in is all because we've forsaken the law of God, right? And, and we have to be able to recognize that in the context of our own life. You know, Lord, where, where have I forsaken you? Where have I forsaken your words? Where have I been living by other words and not yours, right? Get your heart involved in the process. And start, not the, it's not just a process. It's the heart in the process. Who are you becoming with as a result of putting God's word into your life, Right? You should be bearing fruit. You should have peace. You should have the fruit of the spirit. You should be growing and maturing. You should be progressing. You should be uh, going into the promised land, right? Walking in the promises of God. That's that's just what he promises. God's word does not come back void. So that's where I'm at in my life, you guys. That's where I'm at with the Lord in my relationship. I hope I can give you guys some encouragement just through sharing that with you. Um, I, was just, I was encouraged, so I'm hoping it will encourage somebody else. So let's just go ahead and jump into the conversation today, guys, as far as values. I hope you guys are getting some value out of this. Um, when I went through this life coaching course the first time, he did not have the amount of questions that he did. So um, this has been kind of interesting for me to go through it. So I'm going to, like I said, um, I've answered, I think, up to four questions. I think I've only covered two with you guys. So, um, you know, we're going to we're gonna continue that today. So... Uh, let me see here. Number. Okay. So we just really quick recap you guys. Okay. So you're supposed to take a moment where you've, you know, felt really proud of yourself, right? You know, felt accomplished. And I shared with you guys that for me, when I always felt accomplished is when I was going against the cultural grain, right? Going against the cultural grain, having a baby at a very young age and being successful with that, you know, um, meeting my high school sweetheart. We met when we were 15. We're still together and it's getting better and better day by day. 
right? So I love that because most people would say, oh, that, that ain't gonna work. I love when people say things ain't gonna work because I'm like, no, that's not true. You just don't know the process, right? Because I believe that anything, anything can be good, right? Because we have the knowledge of God. So I, when people say that, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. There's a process. You just don't know it yet. All right. And can you identify the people that were with you, right? Uh, when you were, you know, doing something that was making you feel accomplished, proud of yourself. You know, for me, I had myself, my mom and my husband, you know, and what other factors contributed to that? You know what? I haven't put too much thought into it. Um, I think, you know, honestly, just having those, you know, those three solid supports and uh, just keeping the things in my mind, keeping my heart because I knew in my heart what I wanted to do. And so that was really what gave me the fuel. I knew I wanted to have my son. I knew I wanted to be with my husband and, and have a life with him. So that's just what I kept in my heart, regardless of what other one, everyone else was saying the outside of me. And you know what? I just thought about this. You got to do that now, even this time, even in relationship with God. You know, whatever vision he's put in your heart, whatever you're looking forward to, whatever promises you're entertaining, wherever you're trying to go in your life, I hope you have a vision for your life because God already says his people perish. They die for lack of it, you know, die for lack of knowledge. You um, without vision, people cast off restraint. You don't know what to, to throw off or put on if you don't have a vision. So I hope you guys have a vision for your life of what you want to do. That's really important. It's, if you ain't got one, you better find one now, especially while you are, you know, confined. Use this as a time to like rebirth within yourself and your relationship with the Lord. All right. Now you were supposed to also take a few minutes to remember a time when you felt regretful, right? Um, because that's going to reveal a time in your life where you weren't living in your values, right? Um, the times that I've really felt crummy and regretful is when I was living against my own will. And I shared that with you guys. Um, I, and, and I would do that because I was a Christian that was accumulated with carrying my cross. All right. Um, I would help people out of guilt. And I, I talked to you guys about that. I allowed myself to be manipulated. All right. I was living to prove myself. All right. I've done all of it, you guys. That's why I share it with you. All right. So number three. Identify a time when you felt frustrated, unfulfilled, empty, or annoyed. So it's kind of the same question. Um, really, when I look at it, they seem like they're the same to me. Um, I guess regretful and unfulfilled. You know, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. Regretful. Unfulfilled, right? When you weren't doing what you know you wanted to do. Again, um, I felt frustrated and annoyed when my boundaries were being crossed. Right? When they're not being respected. Okay, uh, when my own personhood was was denied, you know, other people denying what already exists. So, you know, when I would share my revelations I was having, with, with, you know, my relationship with the Lord, when I would be honest and transparent, people would just throw it off. Oh, no, that's not how it is. Oh, no, no. You know, you'll figure that out when you get older. Right. The people that I was looking up to and looking back on it, you know what? The truth is they were just I think they were just jaded. I think they were heartbroken. I think they had their own struggles they were going through and they weren't being transparent, especially, you know, the pastor at the time. You guys, and that's the thing. We put so much pressure on human beings, right? It's like, you know what? He was struggling and I really felt like because of the expectations he had on himself, he didn't feel like he could be honest about it. Oh, I don't let the church down or whatever. It's like, no, the only one you're letting down is yourself by not being honest about really where you're at. And a lot of times I could see it all over him. I knew he was struggling, you know, but he, he was the leader, right? 
he had to be the example. It's like, why don't you be the example of leading people into freedom by acknowledging the bondage that you're in and then asking God to give you the process to freedom so we can learn it from you. That's really the best gift you can give somebody is to go, just go through the shame hole, get out and get out of it, acknowledge it, get out of it, and then share that process with other people. All right. So that's a time when I felt frustrated or unfulfilled. What about you guys? Identify a time in your life where you were feeling unfulfilled, annoyed, empty. All right. Think of particular experiences that you've had, anything that comes to your mind. All right. There's going to be things that come to your mind. Write those down. All right. Number four, make a list of activities where you experience flow. Right. Um, how can I, how can things that are rewarding to you where you just lose track of time, you know? Um, for me, just, I love just getting up early in the morning when the house is quiet, everybody's sleeping, kids are sleeping, especially, um, you know, pouring my heart out to God. Cause I know he's not going to, it's not going to be crossed. It's not going to be denied. God's not going to belittle me. You know, I can be like Jeremiah in that way and, and say things. And then, and then God will say something to me that will put everything else in perspective. Right. Going from glory to glory, you know, uh, I love doing that. Um, and the fact that just God has a, pro a process for everything, all life. And if I want life in my life, if I want peace and practical wisdom for life's challenges, I can get it from him and through the grace that is found in other people. I love unpacking the barriers that keep us from freedom. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That is why I have been, I, you know what? And here's the thing. I didn't even know I wanted to be a life coach. I didn't even know what that was. And I think I told you guys that story. You know, I, I was pregnant with baby number seven. I was in these massive transitions in my life. I had a lot of peace, a lot of joy. I was, you know, sharing this, this stuff with her. I was just on fire. We were talking about boundaries and, you know, just being solid in that. And she goes, yeah, you know, I had a life coach that taught me that. And I was like, what? Life coach? There's actually people out there that teach people these things. I had no idea. I was like, wow, what the heck is a life coach? And that just stuck with me. And I went home and I was like, I think, I'm, I think I'm gonna be a life coach. I think that's what I'm supposed to be. And I didn't even know what it was. But uh, man, it's been a couple years now. And uh, you know, now I get it, right? It's just recognizing uh, where we're at, where we wanna go and removing the barriers to it. And I love that because like I said, I believe God has given us a process for everything under the sun. You know, we can produce good in every area of our life. If we're willing to, you know, submit to him, the thoughts and, and just our whole selves, empty ourselves, right? It's a beautiful thing, you guys. All right, number five. And I have not read this yet, you guys. I'm just gonna read it out loud. Uh, it says, we cannot grow in life without being evoked by inspiration, creativity, self-esteem, perceived competence, and optimism are all consequences of inspiration. Um, from a very early age, we um, adopt this idea of wishing to be like someone in order to become someone. Um, in our earliest years, our concept of inspiration tended to revolve around what we wanted to be in terms of career, as we get older, we take inspiration from other people who we admire the traits of. There are certain people that we come across in life who we find inspiring and embody qualities or live lives that we aspire to. Who are your role models and what qualities about these individuals do you admire? Wow, that's a really great question. Um, you know, I just remember talking to other people. Um, you know, close family members, I suppose, or even, I guess I can't really say we were super close because we don't hang out a lot, but just when I would have conversations with them and they were Christians, they just had this freedom. Like they did really 
whatever they wanted to do. And I just was remember feeling like, wow, how do you even get that? You know, I, I love being around people who are just unashamed to be who they are. You know, they make decisions and, they have, and they're confident, you know, and I'm like, wow. You know, because people were doing things. Example, I was listening to a podcast and uh, this girl was talking about how, you know, she was she was actually had dreams in her life, things that she was wanting to pursue. And she was doing it and God was blessing her for it. And I was envious. I was like, what? Why do you get to do what you want to do? And God's blessing you. And I'm doing everything I think God wants me to do. And I'm freaking frustrated and burdened. <laughs> right? So, you know, just being, listening to people who are, you know, taking their human heart and the desires that are in it and they're bringing it to the throne, right? They're taking their whole self. They're taking their skills, their talents. And they're just, and they're saying, okay, God, what do you want me to do? You know, they're unashamed and, uh, you know, they're free. And I was just like, wow. And so, um, when I was listening to that podcast and I've shared this with you guys before, but I just remember thinking that scripture that says, commit your ways to the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I was like, wow. Okay, God. I mean, I tested it. I said, Lord, I'm going to be honest. I've been committed to you. I've been committed to you for like the last 14 years or however long it's been. And I'm just going to assume through that dynamic that you've given me desires to become a life coach, you know, to do these things. And I'm going to trust that you put them on my heart and I'm just going to go for it. And God's like, do it, you know, do it. I was like, all right. So you have to get comfortable in your own skin with the things that you want to do. You can't always judge yourself that, oh, you know, this is sinful or whatever. You know, it only is if you're separating yourself from God. Maybe you're just afraid to expose yourself. That's different. You know? So, um, you know, qualities. I would just say, like I said, people that are just, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're firm. They're steadfast. They're secure. They're free. You know? And uh, just realizing, wow, you know what, Lord? I want to be that type of person. You know, I want to, I want to be that type of person that's free, living out the desires you've put on my heart, pouring out the grace you've given to me, you know? Um, and there's just been different books I've read, like Dr. Henry Cloud has really inspired me, learning how to establish boundaries. Uh, Brene Brown, when she talks about courage and vulnerability, her work about shame changed my life um, because I didn't understand even as a Christian how I had shame in my life. So she really inspired me. Um, you know, uh, so, th- so people who are just vulnerable and have courage, and at the same time, have that strongness to him. Like, yeah, I'm vulnerable and I'm courageous, but I also have boundaries and I set limits. I love that. I think that's such a beautiful combination. And I think that's how the Lord is, right? He's got this hardness about him where he sets limits and then he's also soft and he flows, right? So I think that's how we're supposed to be. And I believe that God has given people, put people in our life that we can learn from, learn these qualities from, and we can we can say, hey, you know what? I want more of that, all right? So. The la- number six says everyone has something to offer the world. Take time to acknowledge what you have to give to those around you and what makes you a value. What are your natural gifts qual- and qualities? When do other people usually turn to you for help? What qualities and gifts do you identify in yourself that you believe others may find of value? And if you're sitting here saying to yourself, I don't have any of that. What does that mean, y'all? 
if you say, what are you going to do? You're going to sit there before God and tell him you have no value when he's the one who made you. You know what I mean? Why don't you get out from underneath the shame and the condemnation and the fear? Why don't you start there and just acknowledge it? Yeah, God, I have that. I have fear in my life. I have condemnation. I'm always pointing out my wrongs. You know, I have all this shame because I'm not perfect. You know? And, and, and if you don't know, ask somebody you trust. What, what qualities do you see that I have? What character do you see that I have that I exhibit? You know? For me, you guys, I mean, within myself, I've always known that I've been responsible. I've been loyal. I'm truthful. I'm respectful. I'm consistent. You know? And so I, I've, I've been able to take those things based upon the things that I've accomplished in my life. You know, having a baby at a young age still being with my husband you know we've been together from you know it'll be 20 years next february but you know what i mean i graduated you know i graduated high school i graduated college and i don't say that oh yeah look at me i'm just saying there's qualities that are within me that allowed that to happen so you have to be able to look at your life and the things that you've accomplished and be able to extract the qualities that got you there because there are things that got you there you weren't just sitting around you know, taking advantage of people, stealing, killing, destroying, thinking you got all this success. It don't work that way. Right? So you got to take some time today to, to sit down and say, okay, what, what qualities do I exhibit, Lord? And ask him. You guys don't have to do this on your own. God's the one who made you. Ask the question. You know, acknowledge and ask. And you guys start doing that, man. Your life's going to change in amazing ways. So... I think that's it, you guys. There might be one more. And we'll probably unpack that tomorrow. Let me check it out really quick. Uh, determining your most important values based on your experiences of inner peace. And we will unpack that more tomorrow, you guys. I will list, list again some examples of core values. Um, but, you guys, that's going to be the last one there. Think about experiences in your life that have brought you amazing peace in your life. And then I will give you guys some core values, some words that will go along with that so you can begin to, uh, you know, identify and pinpoint these things so you can create more of that in your life. It's not that complicated. You just have to have the language to it, right? That's why God, <laughs> that's why he tells us to live off his word. So anyway, you guys, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day. I'm like, what would the date be today? It would be April 13th. Oh my gosh. Oh, day after, day after Easter. Wow, I hope you guys are getting resurrected, yo, in more ways than one. All right, and, and now, not when you're dead. Don't wait till you're dead to know who Jesus is and to know him and love him. Today's the day of salvation. Love him today. Get, get rid of the barriers, right? Figure out where the serpent has bruised your heel. Get healed and crush his head. All right, you guys, that's, that's the authority we have. It's, it's awesome, you guys, it's amazing. So, all right, my friends. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I hope you guys have a great week. We'll, tomorrow we're going to unpack the last um, idea of, you know, core values. And then we're going to start moving into communication. So, all right, my friends. Thank you. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you guys tomorrow.